Welcome to Gridlocked. My name is Tracy Taylor. I am a Seattle area traffic reporter for the CBS affiliate as well as radio here in Seattle. Uh, Hi, welcome to a brand new adventure for me. If you're not familiar, my website is tracytaylorturner.net. You can follow me on all of my social channels on Twitter. It is Tracy T Traffic, or if you're on Facebook, it's Tracy Taylor Traffic. So let's talk a little bit about what we've had for the last two weeks. If you're not familiar with Seattle, welcome. Uh, we've had some closures and we've had one major closure in the downtown corridor called the Alaskan Way Viaduct. As locals call it, it's Highway 99 and one of the most beautiful stretches of roadway as you drive into the city. Now, if you remember back in the early 2000s, we had the Nisqually earthquake where the viaduct shut down for a period of time to be inspected and investigated to see if it could withstand another major earthquake that the Seattle area had back in 2000. Well, over time, the roadway has started to deteriorate, and that's where the Seattle area officials decided it was time to not only get rid of the viaduct, but to build another roadway. And that's what we have is the brand new Highway 99 tunnel, which is opening up next week. It's exciting for all of the Seattle area commuters, especially getting in and out of the downtown corridor. So again, super exciting for a lot of us, but there is a lot of naysayers and of course, a lot of backlash that comes with that. Now, as a traffic reporter here in the city for the last almost 20 years, something that I've been excited about. However, I do have my reservations, especially now that I've learned a little bit more about the tunnel and what it's going to do getting in and out of the downtown corridor. Now, Highway 99 has been known regionally to avoid the big backups on I-5, and it was a surefire, fast way to get into the city without sitting on I-5 and taking those downtown exits and navigating a lot of the surface streets through the downtown corridor. I mean, let's be real here. 99 was the quick, fast way to get to the stadiums, whether you go see the Seattle Mariners at T-Mobile Park or if you go see the Seattle Seahawks at CenturyLink Field. But now, with a brand new tunnel, you're not able to access any of the downtown exits where on Highway 99, you were able to exit off at Seneca and that dropped you into like the Seattle Arts District. And that was near the Seattle Art Museum, a lot of the theaters, and of course, close to Pike Place Market. Anybody that's known to Seattle or if you've heard about Seattle, you know that Pike Place Market is an iconic tourist location for um, some fun. And you get to see flying fish and experience some of the best restaurants in all of downtown. Well, now with the new tunnel, you're not able to exit off and get into that downtown corridor. There are two new access points when uh, it comes to the tunnel and opening next week. Down around Soto, which is close to the stadiums, and the next access point is up near Seattle Center close to the Space Needle, Seattle Center, uh, Experience Music Project, and uh, the Pacific Science Center. Now, this is going to cause some confusion on the roadways. Of course, I am keeping an eye on this. I'm going to walk you through it when it opens up uh, into February. But let's talk about what's happened over the last two weeks with the closure of the Alaskan Way of Viaduct. The first week was a cakewalk. Everybody on all of the social channels talked about the fact that their commutes were so much easier. A lot of people decided to try transit for the first time, and that's exactly what we saw near the end of the first week of the closure. 
However, as we got into the second week of the closure, uh, the first day was a holiday, but then we started to get into some rain. We started to get into a few more wrecks, and then we started to see people revert back to old habits, being it getting in their car and driving into the city. But over this last week, I had an opportunity to really kind of sit down and evaluate a lot of the research behind what was going on for the week. And on top of the fact that people were starting to get back into their vehicles, we saw a lot of staggered commutes. And it's something that uh, I'm super fascinated by. Uh, commutes started a half an hour earlier. A lot of people decided to, uh, especially out of West Seattle, grab a hold of the King County water taxi and take that into the city and either catch an Uber or uh, catch a bus, uh, getting to their destination. Now, we had a few hiccups here and there. We had a bus fire that shut down all of I-5 and it put a lot of added pressure down along Soto. But I have to hand it to Seattle DOT along with WashDOT and a lot of our Seattle agencies, fire and police. They really navigated through this bus fire and closure of I-5 as as efficiently as they possibly could. And of course, they have stated they've practiced for situation situations just like this. And they did a great job. An absolutely fantastic job considering the fact that this could have been another fish truck accident. Now, let's just refer to when I say fish truck. We, uh, back in the day, oh, I, I want to say it was a couple of years ago, we had an overturned fish truck that was on Highway 99 and it basically shut down the city. I mean, this put people over onto surface streets. It caused gridlock for hours on end for drivers and it was miserable. I remember covering it as a traffic reporter and going, wow, I have never seen it this bad. And I've done traffic in this city for almost 20 years. Well, I will hand it to all of our agencies here in the Seattle area for doing the best work they did by taking care of that bus fire that had happened on Friday afternoon, because Friday afternoons are miserable when it comes to Seattle traffic. And with dry weather and as quickly as they worked, they got things open up or opened up and back on track as fast as they could. Now, granted, it did the damage on a lot of the surface streets, especially south of um, Seattle. We like to call that the Soto area, down around the stadiums, 1st Ave, 4th Ave, Airport Way South, all of which saw added pressure because of that bus uh, bus fire. But we came out with the commute winding down around 6.30. I consider that a win. I mean, that commute with that bus fire could have lasted well until after 7 o'clock. But, I mean, things got wrapped up as fast as they could and we started to see drivers really revert into um, a listening to what a lot of the Seattle agencies had asked is avoiding that area, trying to find other ways around that. And that's exactly what I saw reporting traffic all day yesterday. So again, kudos to drivers in and out and around the Seattle area. All right, so what to expect this week? Well, I have a feeling with the weather working as well as it did, I think people are going to go back to the first week. I think we're going to see more people jump on transit. We're going to see more people jump on their bikes because let's face it, nobody wants to ride their bike in the rain. And that's exactly what we had this last week. We had a couple of days of some pretty miserable weather and drivers reverting back to old habits. And when we have miserable weather, it does put long, long delays on a lot of our transit system. Um... You know, I talked to a couple people on transit 
And they had talked about the fact that, you know, they jumped on the bus and they were two hours late because of, you know, traffic and weather and whatnot. I think we're going to see some improvement in this third week. However, there's going to be bad weather that's going to move into midweek. And then we're going to see, uh, have a couple, we're going to see us have a couple of challenging commutes near the end of this closure of the Alaskan Way Viaduct. And then, over the weekend, we get closer to moving into that brand new Highway 99 tunnel. There is so many changes that are happening on the downtown corridor when it comes to the roadways. And of course, I want to be your traffic trusted source when it comes to all things commuting. So please follow me on my social channels, Tracy T. Traffic, and of course, on Tracy Taylor Traffic on Facebook. So... Uh, let's wrap things up by talking about this podcast. First off, thank you for listening as far as, as you have, uh, this far. Uh, there's a little bit that you, you will find about me as we continue with this podcast called Gridlocked. Uh, you're going to get a little taste of my life inside and outside of the traffic studio. You're going to get to know my husband who I have been married to, uh, six years been together seven, a little bit about my stepdaughter, who is uh, the light of my life. She has taught me patience and she has taught me kindness and she, you know, she has just taught me so much about life and everything to grasp around that. And you'll get a little bit of other things too. I am a dog mom, so I am very passionate about animals. Uh, We're going to have some fun guests here on this podcast. You're going to get to know some of my friends and some of their journeys. And you're also going to get to know a little bit about what makes me me. My love for bass fishing, my love for makeup, and my love for home life and decorating. So again, thank you for listening to my podcast called Gridlocked, and you'll have uploads for this podcast every Saturday. Thanks again for listening. We'll see you next week.